I'm Jack Kane. I'm Michael Wheeler. I'm Alex Ferguson. And this is Over the Phone. Today, we're going to be talking about the basics of NFTs with the host of the NFT Nation podcast right after the break. And we're back. I'm here with the host of the NFT Nation podcast. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having me here. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll just kind of get into it. So my first question is, uh, for people who don't know, what are NFTs? So pretty much like uh, the definition of NFTs is non-fungible tokens, which is pretty much any type of digital media that uh, someone has value to that they want to purchase. So an example of like fungible stuff to non-fungible, if I give you a $20 bill and you give me a $20 bill, the, the money is fungible because they mean the same thing. But if I have something that means a lot more value to me, like a painting, and you don't find as much value in it, that's non-fungible because they can't be exchanged like one-to-one, if that makes sense. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So you're pretty much, it's a lot like um, you have, let's say you have like $5 bills and then you exchange it in for a $5 bill. I mean, they're still equal the same because it's fungible, but if they were non-fungible, yeah. So then it'd be like um, you had a painting or like you had an original type of currency, but it can't be traded in for an equivalent value something else. Yes, exactly. And for especially for NFTs, the value is what anyone like the owner believes like it's worth. So the Mona Lisa, it's obviously a very well-known painting and it obviously and it has a lot of value since it's like an original and it's really old. But if I make a painting myself, no one's going to find value in that. So it's just whatever. It's kind of like uh, beauties in the eye of the beholder. Whoever thinks uh, it has value, it has value. Gotcha. So it's what? Oh yeah, go ahead. It's kind of like taste in music. Like some people exactly. find different genres of music a lot better than others. So that's kind of what these non-fungible tokens are doing. It's like showing what you like and what others find more important to them. Gotcha. So what are some examples of NFTs? So right now, probably the most popular NFT is the Board API Club. It's a whole collection of these um, kind of pictures of monkeys. They're all drawings. So all most NFTs are just drawings. And so um, right now, that one's probably the biggest one. But there's there's a ton of NFTs. Like any, it's it, the list goes on forever. Gotcha. Yeah, so, especially for like, oh sorry. sorry oh yeah, I'm, I'm cutting you guys off. So I don't know what I'm doing. So oh, okay, perfect. So. Uh, especially for like certain NFT like collections, it's all like, it's like every type of like art piece, it's all in the collection. You can't really have just like one piece on its own. Normally, if if there is an NFT you own as part of a collection, like if you own a, a one board API, it will have like a random number, but it, it's part of the collection. So like, you know, it's yours. You can't yeah. just have like, well, you uh, people personally can make a single NFT, but like the majority of the NFTs people own are part of collections. Gotcha. That's pretty cool. So I've, I've heard about, uh, was it like the M- NBA NFT craze where everybody was trying to buy those up? So how oh, did- the, uh, the NBA yeah. hotshot. Yeah. So pretty much what those were, were there were really famous like NBA clips from kind of all throughout NBA history and they were selling them on um nft platforms and you own the video 
like the the uh the video of LeBron dunking on the Heat when Dwayne Wade threw it off the backboard and LeBron uh finished the dunk. I think that sold for uh, uh over like a hundred thousand dollars, and it just kind of shows you what like in, what the possibility with NFTs, and yeah, like the possibility of prices. And then the NFL, we talked about this in a podcast. They're doing tickets as NFTs as well. Oh dang, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah, and also for another collection that is really popular, Gary V. Um, he talks about it a lot, which is CryptoPunks, and it's on the uh, in it like it's and it's on OpenSea is where they're mainly traded, and they're pretty much just pixelated pictures of like just heads and. Some some of the crypto punks look like certain people, and you and you can see uh, like on Twitter or on social media, a lot of famous people have actually bought NFT at, bought the crypto punks that they believe look like them. Like Ser- Serena Williams bought one because she believed it looked like her and didn't have value to her, so she bought it. And uh, I think Gary Vee is a lot more bullish on uh, this on crypto punks than I am, but he uh, he's been posting about it recently. Like he says, it's going to be bigger than Facebook which I think is pretty hard to believe. So kind of getting back to like the value of NFTs. So that kind of just generates on its own. There is no, there is no like, uh, I want, I don't want to say centralized, but there it's just, it's based on an individual's perspective. If I'm kind of getting that right. Yes, exactly. There is no like, uh, oh, I forgot the word for it. Yeah. There's no like with, a physical a- a asset like gold, it has use. Like you can make jewelry with it, you can make electronics with it, and that's why there's some. It has value, but especially for something like Bitcoin or cryptocurrency and NFTs, there is uh, exactly no like use case for it besides the people that give it value. Like Bitcoin will only have value if everyone owns it and everyone like pays each other in it. So like you. And obviously you can mine Bitcoin, you can do other stuff with it, but especially with NFTs, all the value comes from people that believe it has value. Like there, you can't sit, like once you own an NFT, it's not like you can eat, eat it. You can't like survive off of it. You, it's like, it's like, it's like artwork. You, that's pretty much all it is. Or unless it has real world value, like some NFTs do. Gotcha. Gotcha. So kind of going back to, you were talking about Bitcoin. So what is the connection between uh, NFTs and crypto? Like, are they crypto? So pretty much the only way that you can buy NFTs is through crypto. So the main one right now is Ethereum or Ether. And there's a bunch of smaller ones, but that is the only way that you can buy NFTs is like, so the process you kind of do go to the website, Michael was talking about OpenSea. You have to have like a crypto wallet and everything. And so you have to have the crypto to buy. You can't just put in your credit card and like just purchase one. You got to have the wallet connected and everything. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. But uh, oh, I, I have seen OpenSeas working on something that you can use your credit card. But the thing is, it takes the money from your credit card, transfers it into Ethereum, then creates your own wallet then puts it into your wallet which actually will help like regular people get into the nft game because they'll automatically create their own ethereum wallet for you and it's easier to own it that's going to get very pricey yeah yeah so um 
I understand blockchain in, in terms of crypto, but so is that how NFTs are monitored by, um, by the ownership? Like um, is blockchain recording the owners of each individual NFT? Yeah, so pretty much, especially because the uh, if you're talking about Bitcoin, NFTs do not exist on the Bitcoin platform because since when Bitcoin was made, it was pretty much made as a digital digital gold. So there really isn't much transferring to it. Like you can't really fix it or change it since it's kind of set in stone already and it was pretty, it's really old. But for other platforms like Ethereum, Cardano, um, Solana, these blockchains have been made by, by companies that can be changed and be like added to. So especially with the NFT like space, when you purchase an NFT using a certain uh, crypto, I'll just use Ethereum as example, the uh, NFT goes onto the blockchain and your wallet is put on the blockchain as well that shows you own the NFT. Like the transaction of the uh, NFT to your wallet, like it's pretty much proof of ownership. It's kind of like a, uh, kind of like a, uh, like authenticity certificate. So pretty much the, the, the blockchain is like what shows you, you own it. Okay. I get it. So it's decentralized, just like, just like crypto in terms of everybody else is monitoring uh, that. You yes, exactly. Yeah. So kind of to step back a little bit. So how does one go about purchasing an NFT? So it's kind of a long process. But first, you need to have a wallet. So there's a bunch of wallets that are out there. The one that I use the most is MetaMask and Exodus. So what you do is you'll set up your wallet. And your wallet is where you have all your crypto, where you can buy NFTs, um, exchange NFTs, and exchange crypto for other types of crypto. And then once you have that, you have to go like Coinbase or any of these other websites that sell crypto. And you have to um, purchase it and send it directly into your wallet. And then when you go to OpenSea to finally purchase that NFT, what you'll have to do is connect your wallet back with OpenSea so that the uh, website knows that it's your wallet. And then finally, you can make a purchase. And then uh, you have to pay gas fees and then also pay for the um, NFT as well. And gas fees are what kind of it's it's sort of like you're paying for the transaction to happen you're like paying the computers to like send your crypto into the uh, website so that you can buy your nft yeah especially for uh what alex was talking about gas fees so the since ethereum has grown in popularity so quickly the platform has had trouble actually doing all of the transactions and since there's only like a certain amount of miners and like nodes on the blockchain you pretty much have to pay to get in the front of the line it's kind of like at disney world when you're trying to get a fast pass that's what gas fees are pretty that's what gas fees pretty much are and like i'll give an example of say you want to buy a like a 15 dollar nft like say some cheap the gat the blockchain in the ethereum is so busy that you can, there's sometimes you have to pay $200 of gas fees just to get a $15 NFT. And since the gas fees on Ethereum are, are so high, that's the reason why um, cryptocurrencies like Cardano, Solana have grown in popularity because their gas fees are barely even a penny. And since they're able to make transactions so much faster, 
more people are transferring over to those platforms. Oh, so I see. So do you guys predict there's going to be more of a diversification of crypto? Where, yes. Um, yes. Oh, I got you. Okay. So it's kind of like it's any type, it's kind of, kind of any form of uh, capitalism. I mean, since competition makes innovation, so the best, the fastest company, the best company, the cheapest company is going to win out in the long run. And I think, and people are saying that Ethereum is going to die because of their high gas fees. But honestly, with Ethereum 2.0, which is kind of like a, like a, like an update to Ethereum, they're going to have a different type of, uh, a different type of, they're going to have a proof of stake model, which will allow more, uh, uh, more transactions to happen quicker. So I think obviously I'm pretty bullish on Ethereum. And when people say that Ethereum is going to die, I don't truly believe it. That's pretty interesting. I've never, I've, I've honestly never heard of gas fees before. I'm, I'm not really kind of into this stuff, but that, I mean, that's interesting. I've not really seen it from that perspective before, but mm-hmm. anyway, talking about uh, perspectives, uh, uh, kind of from the seller's perspective and from the creator's perspective, can anyone make an NFT? So yes, actually anyone is able and has the ability to make an NFT. So there was this one time where Alex and I were on a on like a long drive home from a like little vacation we spent with our friends, and we were like we were just doing more research on NFTs just to like gain more knowledge about it. And I was like, wait, I'm pretty sure on OpenSea you have the ability to make your own to make your uh, to mint. That's how like kind of like the creation word for NFTs, like to mint your own NFTs. So I did some research and I went to the OpenSea platform, to like the creation platform, and I created a few. It was kind of just like. I found old pictures, kind of changed them up a little bit and posted them. But the thing for minting them, you have the ability to mint and create your own NFT, but you have to pay gas fees on that as well. So especially uh, that's kind of what kind of makes NFTs like a high level of entry since it's so expensive just to create your own. Like if you want to create your own NFT for fun, it may cost you $200, $300 just because the transactions are that busy. So it's really not worth it. Yes, exactly. So obviously, if you have enough money and you think it's going, to, and you think your creations are going to be worth something, it's it's easy. Like a lot of photography, I think, is going to move to NFTs because the transactions are going to be so easy. But that won't happen unless gas fees are fixed. But um, to get back on topic, like for the collections of NFTs that there are already made, you can pretty much mint from collections like if board ape yacht club has a like a mint date it's kind of like a supreme like close drop like you keep refreshing your browser and then you try to you try to check out as soon as possible and it's really similar to that process of how like you mint a popular nft but once you mint that nft you may pay like a smaller gas fee since it's already it's from a different company but the when once you mint the nft from a collection it will go to your wallet then you're able to sell it under that collection name, if that makes sense. So, um, so how often do uh, NFTs appreciate in value in terms of, let's say, kind of like a stock? I mean, how how often does that occur for just like an individual investor in these? I mean, it kind of all depends on the hype. Like, for example, if LeBron James decide to make an NFT collection it would be obviously extremely expensive because everyone would want to own one. And that's sort of the same thing with these low count um, collections when there's only like 
under a thousand people want them because there's so little of them and it just it'll kind it's kind of like bragging rights if you have nft that there's so little of them made but i mean it all depends on the crowd that wants that specific picture yeah like or oh to add to what alex was saying like for nfts how i kind of look at it is who values ownership of that nft like people wear diamond necklaces because they want others to know they're able to afford a diamond necklace if that makes sense People drive nice cars to show other people they have a nice car because it's uh, viewed as like valuable and luxury and everything like that. So especially with a big collection like Board Ape Yacht Club or CryptoPunks, people want to own one to be like, hey, I own a Board Ape Yacht Club. There's only 10,000 of them in the world and I'm one of the owners. And a lot of people with big collections, they believe they're going to be able to make a profit later. But with just like a random collection you'll see on Reddit or any type of social media, they may have a mint date of 10,000, but they may depreciate in value almost instantly once they're minted. Yeah. And that's what I think is so crazy about NFTs, like cars and jewelry are, are tangible, but like shifting over to non-tangible items. And like, I've seen that Twitter post, like the original Twitter post, it went for like about 2 million or something. I think that's just insane just to own the digital you know, version of something um, that just blows my mind when it comes to NFTs, you know? Yeah, it's definitely different. Yeah, so, it's, yeah. Or, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. So pretty much what I wanted to say about like NFTs and their value is if no one will own an NFT if they don't think it's valuable or unless they don't think it will appreciate in value. And that's why these, to like reiterate what I was saying earlier, these smaller collections pretty much get nowhere because either they're a bad design no one cares about, there's no like future for them, they don't really see any like use case for them. That's why, yeah, people may mint them for like perspective reasons to see if they can make money, but they end up that they end up like not appreciating it at all. So, do you guys think that NFTs are the future of art and collectibles? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that with the rise of popularity that they've gained over these past like few months, I definitely believe that they're going to become they're going to be very like prominent in today's world. Yeah, like for my viewpoint on NFTs is I think the technology is the future, but not maybe not exactly the art pieces that are being sold like i believe the nft technology or like the the crypto blockchain technology is so like advanced that pretty much almost anything we do or like any contract we sign will eventually be an nft like if you say you sign up for like a lease for your house or you want to sign up like to get a mortgage if you make that contract an nft and you own the contract it's like a pretty much an instant verification of yes you signed that contract and you have it if that makes sense like the anyone can view it on the public blockchain that you own that contract yeah and I, when i think about this like i think i don't know if i'm right in saying this or not but i feel like right now nfts are like a rich man's game pretty much yes 100 mm-hmm. yep. yeah the, yep. the level of entry is very high like that's why one of the reasons me and alex wanted to make this podcast is because 
there really isn't like someone in the crypto space that's relatable. Like everyone in the crypto yeah. space, especially for social media, they have millions of dollars worth of Ethereum. They're buying expensive they just NFTs have money to for spend. no reason. They just have money to burn. But for someone like uh, Alex and I, we kind of have to be uh, relatable with our purchases because we don't have that money. We have to look at what we truly value, how to what we think the future is. Like we have to look at it from a realistic point of view. Yeah, financially. So, or, so do you guys uh, think that like this stuff is going to come like flush down to the middle class and, or do you think it's always like crypto uh, and overall it's going to be more of a rich people thing? It's, I think it's going to become more expensive as more people see it. It's just going to rise in price with the amount of people wanting it. Yeah, I think on, I think the like the, the technology will, push down to the middle class, especially with different cryptocurrencies being more uh, like easily accessible with low gas fees. And honestly, my opinion is that since there's such high gas fees, that's what's keeping the regular person out. Once these gas fees are yeah. fixed, I think you'll see huge gains, especially for Ethereum, because people will start buying Ethereum because they don't have to pay $200 in gas fees. They won't be wasting their Ethereum to buy an NFT. Like once maybe like say you get, they get gas fees, like the team at Ethereum, they get gas fees down to like a couple dollars. It will That's explode a lot. for regular yeah. people. Like you'll see more and more regular people actually owning NFTs instead of just seeing Logan Paul buy a rock for $600,000. <laughs> yeah. So um, in the long run, do you guys think, are you guys bullish on NFTs or do you think this is just going to die out? It's just a craze and it's going to die out. Or do you guys think it's it's here to stay? I, th I think it's here to stay definitely with the technology like Michael was saying uh, and everything that's connected to it it'll definitely it'll be here for a long time yeah exactly I think just as there's been more mainstream uh, media attention on like cryptocurrency and Bitcoin and you're seeing like not to get off topic but you're seeing like Bitcoin ETFs on the stock market which shows that regular people want to own crypto and they want to get into it I think the more people that get into crypto, the more people will explore NFTs, which will force companies and cryptos to kind of expand their audience to be able to get into NFTs, which honestly will just bring more money into the space. Yeah, I think this movement kind of parallels the, in the rise of the internet, where there's kind of a, a period of time where people are not necessarily reluctant, but they don't really understand what's happening. And then after a while, it becomes more mainstream and... Um, and it, you know, it becomes more common for people to really see, you know, the potential in it. So, yeah, yeah exactly. I def we're definitely very early into the NFT and crypto kind of era. Yeah. I mean, even though Bitcoin was made in, I'm pretty sure, 2008, uh, 13 years later, it still, it still feels like we're early into this because the yeah, regular person does. doesn't think about like crypto and stuff. And like, not to knock any of my friends, but they kind of think it's stupid. But I mean, it makes sense why they think it's stupid if they don't do any research about it. Because it's just like, yeah. what is this fake currency? It isn't real. It has no value. But you the more you get into it. it, yeah, the more you get, the more you get into it, you realize that this is the future. Just like the, just like the internet was the future in 1998 or something, whenever like uh, the internet was exploding. This is just a bigger form of that. This is just difference. Uh, like the world's constantly evolving. So you just kind of have to 
either evolve with it or just sit on the sidelines. I definitely agree. And I want to thank you guys for coming on over the phone. It's been great. Uh, I've learned a lot. I had no idea about um, those, uh, those fees for it. I think that I should probably learn about that in research, but um, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show. So yeah, thanks oh, for thank having you. us. Thanks this was great. Yeah. yeah and awesome. Anybody who's listening to this has any questions, they can email me at jac.cain at icloud.com. I'm sure Alex and Michael will be happy to answer your questions. So um, make sure you guys also listen to their podcast. NFT Nation is great. It's out on Spotify. You can follow them on Instagram. So I'm going to talk to everyone later.